Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Well, hello, one and all, and welcome to this week's edition of Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. And I have some good news. On today's program, we're, not going, we're going to step away from the seemingly endless topic of conversation these days, coronavirus, and I know fear of COVID-19 is the primary reason so many of us are stressed out these days, but like me, weren't you pretty stressed out before coronavirus reared its ugly head? And here's some all-too-common negative thinking at middle age that we talk about on this program every now and then. I've tried everything, but the pot of gold at the end of my rainbow always remains just outside my reach. Or now that I'm over 40, am I ready to give up on the lofty dreams and goals I had back in my 20s and early 30s? And I'm becoming convinced that I never will discover real happiness and fulfillment in my career if I just keep plugging along until retirement will I find true contentment then. And equally sad, perhaps you have achieved some level of career success, but have paid a steep price for it, and now you're afraid to reach any further. Oh, guess what? My guest today, high-performance success coach Janet McKee, encourages you not to give up. She's here to suggest how you can discover a more effective way to strive toward your goals and she assures that she'll achieve them far more easily than you imagined possible. In fact, she's just released a brand-new book on the subject titled Stressless Success, The Surprising Secret to a Life of Passion, Purpose, and Prosperity. That's the kind of life all of us want, I'm sure. And here are Janet McKee's outstanding qualifications. She's a world-class motivational speaker, wellness expert, workshop and uh, retreat leader and CEO of a company called SanaView, that's S-A-N-A-B-I-E-W, and her stated mission is to help lead folks like you and me to a stress-free yet highly successful life, and she's one of only 200 elite certified high-performance coaches in the whole world, and she's an award-winning author, including the bestseller she co-authored with the great Brian Tracy titled Ready, Set, Go. And by the way, Janet has an MBA degree and was a former Fortune 500 executive. And hello, Janet McKee. Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Thank you, Roy. It's such a pleasure to be here and speaking with you and your listeners today. Well, as a former, as an MBA and former Fortune 500 executive, you report you experienced massive burnout in your professional life. If you would be so kind, can you please briefly describe this experience and what inspired you to abandon the rat race and become the tremendously successful coach, speaker, and author you are today? Okay, absolutely. I appreciate that introduction. 
And it is a bit of a long story, but I'll keep it brief. I was always a high achiever, went after everything in my life, graduated top of my class in school, and promoted very rapidly into Fortune 500 companies, had high-level, high-pressure jobs that I put my heart and soul into. But all that stress and pressure (laughs) caused me to hit massive burnout. I literally developed an autoimmune disease and landed in the hospital with an illness I couldn't understand and couldn't control, and neither could the doctors. The doctors gave me no hope. They actually came to me and said, Janet, we have two options for you. One, we can either try a medication, but it causes cancer, or we can start removing your organs. (laughs) Or they can start with your heart. (laughs) True story. And I didn't know anything about natural health and healing. And I was completely debilitated by this health challenge. And again, given no hope, but something came over me, Roy, that said, no, I'm not going to do either of those options. And I got myself out of the hospital. I'll never forget that day. I couldn't even walk up and down the steps of my own home. But I started on my journey of researching and learning how to heal my body naturally. And it took me a few years. I don't know how I got through it, but I did completely resolve my health challenge. And so from that... I made the decision to leave the corporate world and go to Columbia University to study wellness because I really wanted to help other people. But I wasn't kind of cautious because I thought I was able to help myself, but maybe other people can't. Maybe I'm, like, unique. Well, what I found, and we worked with all kinds of medical doctors, is that you absolutely can not only prevent disease but even reverse all kinds of horrible, serious illnesses by considering mind and body wellness, food and lifestyle. So I did you know, you, that you for make years. You such an excellent point that you're really not uh, going to achieve lasting happiness unless you dedicate yourself to helping others. Just helping yourself is not enough. <laughs> oh, good point, Roy. Absolutely. And this is why I'm dedicating my life, and there's more to my story, but I'm dedicating my life now to inspiring people with what I've discovered because far beyond wellness, and that's what I've learned. Because as I was working as a wellness counselor and, and having great results with all kinds of people, even you know normal things like lose weight and be healthy, whatever, improve your energy, but even uh, worked with people to reverse all kinds of, like heart disease, type 2 diabetes, even some cancers. I mean, it was amazing that once you live a healthy life, what your body can do and what your immune system can do. And that's one of the things that everybody's becoming more aware of right now. With what's happening in the world, we're not only more aware of our personal hygiene, but hopefully more people are becoming aware of, wait a minute, I don't have to just be a victim of what's happening. I can do things to boost my immune system. Yeah, that's so important when you stop considering yourself a victim and start asking yourself, what can I do to yes. improve yes. my situation? So I'm dedicating my life because I ran into the wall in two other areas of my life. So after working as a wellness expert for years and having great success there, my husband of 26 years walked out in an hour's notice. Yeah, I love um, that story in your book where you and your son came back from lunch at a health food uh, restaurant <laughs> or something, and your husband just out of the clear blue said, I'm moving out, I want a divorce. <laughs> yes, it was shocking, to say the least. And, of course, 
broke my heart in a million pieces, ripped our family apart. But not only that, he had put liens on all of these investment properties that I developed while raising our son for financial stability for our family, for a business that at the time he was leaving was failing. I felt like I was standing on thin ice, but also the roof above my head, Roy, was a house of cards because he also put a lien on the home where we lived. I was in bad shape. I mean, so I hit every wall, health, personal, financial. I was facing the brink of financial disaster while I was dealing with heartbreak. Yeah, that's a real mess. Bad, bad. (laughs) You overcame it. That's the wonderful thing. Well, it took effort. Yeah, it took searching. It took discovering. It took researching again. And and that's the thing. Every challenge teaches us so much. And if we learn, okay, we look at a challenge and say, what is this teaching us? What is this showing us? How can I benefit? That's one of the things to create an energy of stressless success because we tend to stress out when we have a challenge yeah and stressing just puts walls of resistance up and that's why we get burned out by the way because we're trying to live and fight against these walls that we've built (laughs) well in your book uh, in your new book you contend that most of us are going about our quest for success all wrong what's wrong with the way that we're doing it now What's wrong is what I was doing is I believed that I really need to stress and struggle. I really need to, quote, unquote, kill myself to get ahead, right? Yeah, I we can't gotta... enjoy life until I reach a certain level in my yeah. career. And then when you reach that, you want a higher level. And pretty soon your career is over and you haven't enjoyed a single day of it. That's right. Absolutely. And because of hitting a wall in every area of my life and the challenges I faced, it led me out around the world to study with world masters on success, achievement, abundance, positivity, high performance. And each teaching was helpful, but I found I was still feeling kind of stuck and not reaching what I thought was ultimately possible for me. And that's when I made huge discoveries that all of those solutions are really not the solution. Oh, I see. Well, what is the one most crucial requirement for success, not, as you put it, just a nice thing to experience? A requirement for success is to get out of your head and into your energy. Oh, I see. And there's a whole section of my book. In my book, Just a Success, I literally take people by the hand and walk them through what I'm talking about and what it means. And, of course, it's a lot more in-depth than what we can cover in these 20 minutes. But I appreciate this. This is awesome. But let me explain simply, if I can. We all hear about, oh, you need to have positive thinking. You need to have positive mindset. And, oh, you just need to think positively. And that's great. And that is a really good foundation if it feels good. So if things are going well, it's really easy to think positively, right? It's like, oh, this is great. Everything's going wonderfully. And then more and more things happen that are great. And it is something that you're creating, not from just your mindset, but from your energy. And I'll explain that. It's kind of what you feel. It's really how you feel. It's your energy that creates your reality. It's not your mindset. Because what happened to me is I discovered In working with clients, and of one in particular, let me give you an example. She's the CEO of a $250 million company, 
and she is a high-performance client of mine. Yeah. And she said, Janet, yeah, business is really stressful, but it's going well. This was, of course, you know, months ago, but she's doing great now still with the challenge. Everything's going yeah. well there. But my problem is I have a lot of fear because all the stress of my job, I think I've created a serious health challenge because I have chronic pain in my abdomen. that won't go away. And she said, but don't worry, Janet. I know all about positive thinking. (laughs) I I attended all the seminars, read all the books, did all the workshops. And she said, so I'm using the power of positive thinking. And what I do is I say to myself before I go to bed at night, these positive affirmations. (laughs) And I said to her, I said, Monica, what are you saying to yourself? And this is when the discovery happened. She said, I go to bed and I say to myself, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. <laughs> Damn it, I'm healthy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the light bulb went off in my like... head. I'm like, oh my goodness, because she's trying to force a positive thought about something she's fearful over. Yeah. She's putting more fear <laughs> yeah. into her energy. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. When I first saw in the, the book that you said why positive uh, thinking and mindset are not the answer and can be harmful, I thought Norman Vincent Peale uh, turned over in his grave. But now <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, what you're saying. If, if you don't really believe it in your heart and your energy is uh, not supporting that thought, then you, you're really fighting against the positive thinking. Yeah, so every thought has two sides of the coin. So when you're forcing a thought around something, right, that you're feeling really upset about, you're just putting more out there. And, you know, whatever you give your your focus on, whatever you give your energy to gets the power. It's like years ago when I was dealing with people fighting cancer. It's like we're not going to fight cancer. We're going to bring in wellness. When you fight cancer, you give cancer the energy and the power. And so we have to look at our thoughts the same way. And if the problem is, Roy, and you may know this, you seem pretty calm and together, but the rest of us, you can't control your mind. Your mind goes in a thousand directions almost all at once. Yes, it does. How can you control that? And the more we try to control our minds, the more frustrated we become because it doesn't work. So what works it's just just let it go. Like like don't try to control your mind. You're you're human. You're going to have all kinds of thoughts. As a matter of fact, I even have a chapter in my book where negative thoughts are a positive thing. Isn't that a new way of thinking? Yeah, that's for sure. So imagine that if a negative thought is a positive thing, we don't have to struggle against it anymore. You can understand where it's coming from and then uh, overcome it. Then it can yes, be a positive thing. Yes, it's a thing. good thing. Yeah. I talk about it's like the rumble strips on the side of the road. If you're daydreaming when you're driving down the highway and you hit those rumble strips, it feels uncomfortable, right? It's like boom, 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 boom. Better hitting the rumble strips than the uh, <laughs> The rumble strips are protecting you from of driving the... off the cliff, yeah. <laughs> right? They're a good thing. So negative thoughts are the same thing. They're these red flags. You can feel it. But again, that's the concept I want people to understand. It's not about just your mind. Everybody stays in their head. I want you to focus on how you feel because that's what generates your energy. And science has proven that your energy creates your reality around you. It's not your mind. Oh, okay. 
Well, you tell us that once we know how to combat negativity and fear, we'll realize that less stress is the secret to more success. Now, that sounds great, but how do we conquer stress? You advise that the answer is actually simple but incredibly powerful, but this secret has been eluding everyone until now. Please let us in on it. What is the answer to this stress-free living? Perfect question. So the answer is let's first look at the an image of a ladder. And if you're in a low rung of a ladder with fear, anger, frustration, guilt, shame, yeah. whatever, it doesn't feel good, right? No, no. But you're at this low rung of a ladder. You cannot leap to the top rung of a ladder in one leap, in one thought. You cannot just say, oh, I'm going to think positively, right? You're trying to jump to the top rung. And what happens if you jump from the the bottom rung to the top rung of a ladder? You're going to fall off and break your leg, right? Okay. So the first step is... If you're lucky, you'll break your leg. If you're unlucky, you'll do a lot more. That's right. (laughs) Right, exactly. I just try to keep it somewhat acceptable. So first thing to understand is, number one, wellness is still the foundation. You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to get good, high-quality rest, plenty of rest, and that also boosts your immune system to help fight disease, even the virus, by the way. Yeah. You've got to wake up rested, drink fresh water, eat real food grown the way Mother Nature intended, move your body, breathe fresh air. It's common sense. You've got to take care of yourself to have the energy and the strength to climb that ladder, right? Yeah, yeah. Number two, then, is just think a small thought that's slightly better, that feels good. That's interesting. Slightly better thinking. Slightly better. So where are we? Okay, I am scared. I'm fearful about this virus. I'm concerned about the economy. I'm worried about my own employment, my own business, or if you're in retirement, you know, my family, my friends, I'm worried, just worry. Like if you're, yeah, okay, so we're going to climb. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. wait a minute. We've been through challenges before. And I know that the challenges I've had in my life all taught me something. And I'm yeah. stronger and wiser because of them. Now, isn't that just a slightly better thought yeah, that causes you to, better. so you can grab the next rung of the ladder and you feel like you have a good hold on it and you have solid footing. Okay, uh, we as a, as a, as an economy, we've been through downturns before, and this isn't because of a bad economy. This is because of this virus. It's possible that as we come through this, that we're going to be stronger and better than ever. And so much is happening in the world to not only research this health challenge to come up with solutions. We've got brilliant scientists from all over the world studying this virus, and. And we're we're already coming out of this uh, economic lockdown, and you know I'm really starting to feel a little bit of hope. You see what I'm doing? I'm yeah. like climbing the ladder. But then, then you also concentrate on the good side of the fact that you're home with your family more, and and you also yes, have a lot of it time. Feels to, uh, so wait, here's what you just did you're... there. So instead of focusing on the topic that we're fearful about because at one point you're going to try to reach for the next rung of the ladder and it's not going to feel good anymore because you yeah. can't go. That's step three, walk away from the ladder. Get off the ladder and walk away from the topic yeah. that has you so filled with fear. Yeah, walk just away. Go and a day. <laughs> a nice do something. Day out that, walking or doing something with the kids or whatever. 
Yeah, do something that makes you feel better. And I call this expanding and elevating your energy. Just walk away from the topic that has you upset and do anything, whether it's prayer, meditation, listen to uplifting music, dance and sing, play with a child or a pet, go outside, go for a walk, breathe fresh air, look up to the sun and say thank you for rising again today, right? Like have appreciation, gratitude, you know, do whatever you love to do that uplifts your energy. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, let's talk a bit about your new book, Stressless Success, The Surprising Secrets to a Life of Passion, Purpose, and Prosperity. In Chapter 1, Secrets of Success, you tell us that setting goals and desires intended to make you happy may, in fact, make you miserable in striving to achieve them. You may actually block that from happening. What do you mean when you advise uh, the goal that goal setting so often has the order of things backward? What is the proper order? Okay, perfect. The proper order is instead of waiting until your goals are achieved to be happy. Because your energy is blocked. If you're unhappy striving for your goals, your energy is blocked. And that means then things, solutions, possibilities, opportunities cannot flow to you. You're blocking them. Yes. Yeah. So the blocking secret them with the thought, I never succeed or I, something yeah. always goes wrong. <laughs> so the, the, the answer is do things like we're just talking about to get happy first. And that might sound ridiculous. Right? But just yeah. do things to feel better. Elevate, expand. Because the more you're elevated and expanded, because you feel lighter, you feel better, even if it's slightly, yeah. things flow to you. This happened in my life, Roy. After all that stressing and struggling, when I learned the secret of just like expanding myself instead of constricting, then that's when Brian Tracy contacted me to oh, add a chapter wow. in the book. I didn't pursue him. <laughs> that that opportunity landed at my doorstep without oh, stress great. and struggle. I got invited by Jack Canfield to be interviewed in Hollywood because they heard about the work I was doing. Yeah, Those things great. never happened to me before. And in goal setting, my latest book, Stress of Success, my team and I, we had a goal to be a bestseller. And if you're just on the top 100, you can say you're a bestseller. But I thought, boy, wouldn't it be good to be in the top 10? Because then when people search, my book will come up on the first page of the search. Yeah. And then I thought, well, gosh, it would be really good to be number one. But, but So we just even, every morning when we were working on our book launch, we checked our energy. What's our energy? <laughs> and if our energy was off, we did things. To try to help our energy, elevate our energy. And we worked on our book launch. It was amazing. We were intense. We were focused. We were doing it. We ended up number one bestseller in at least five categories. We actually oh, exceeded our goal great. by five times at least because we put into practice exactly what I share in the book, Stress of Success. Well, that's a true uh, true proof that the book is well written when you achieve yourself what the book is all about. <laughs> yeah, because think about it. If you're moving forward with stress and struggle, which is negative energy, you're going to get a negative result. And even people that stress and struggle to get to success, and you've got some level of success, you, you paid a big price, right, number one. Yeah. Number two, you have no idea the level of success you could have achieved. Well, Chapter you, 4 is entitled, A Truly Rich Life is Not What You Think. 
by your definition, what in fact comprises a truly rich life? Well, that chapter is interesting, and it gives a lot of background behind how I started to discover these powerful secrets. Oh, I see. Part of my business, Sauna View, Sauna is Latin for Health and Wellness, and so we provide a view into how to live a richer, happier, healthier, more successful life. And part of that business is we own a small organic produce farm called Sauna View Farms. I love the story of how your son told you he wanted to buy a farm. And talk you into it. Yeah. That, that's truly <laughs> oh, I know. He's brilliant. Our children are brilliant. <laughs> yeah, our children have less blocks that yeah. they've built through their lives. And I think one of your previous interview um, guests I was listening to talked about the, how our brain develops these beliefs and this filter and it blocks Right, it's a, our fil- yeah. our brain filter we develop through our lives, and our brain filter is designed to only see what it agrees with, and so we 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 build these all these filters and these blocks in our brains and in our beliefs and in our energy, and young people don't have that history of all those blocks built. So it's amazing if we watch our children, they're actually brilliant yeah. because of that. And yeah, my son walked into my office after we looked for five years and said, Mom, let's go buy a farm. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> We're going to buy a farm. But well, the Laurel we... Mountains are very beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, I love the pictures of that farm. I guess you have some retreats there as well, don't you? Yeah, we actually do empowerment retreats for professionals, for executives. Oh, we get them out of their chaotic environment and we immerse them in these teachings and they get in this environment that totally expands their thinking and expands their energy and shifts everything for them. But that's a perfect example of a business that was struggling. We were trying to grow organic produce and we were losing money every year because it cost more to grow the produce than we were making selling it. Losing money, losing money. I started to apply these principles from the book and I was starting to learn. I was just starting to learn these ideas and I was practicing them. And here's an example. I was being interviewed by a medical doctor on the radio as a matter of fact, years ago because of my wellness expertise. And in the interview, I happened to mention that I have a farm. And somebody heard the interview, and they called me, and they said, Janet, I heard you have a farm. I'd like to come out and see it. I said, sure, come on out. He brought his fiance, and they loved it. And they said, can we get married here? (laughs) And I said, what? (laughs) It was way before we had the barn renovated and everything. I said, sure, if you want to. (laughs) Here it was successful, it was joyful, and the word of mouth got out. And guess what saved the farm? (laughs) Weddings. Okay, so here's an example, Roy. If I would have defined exactly how that farm was going to be successful in my head, I would have blocked. I would have blocked a solution that I never thought of. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Well, of course, you never would have bought the farm in the first place. I know if my son said, let's buy a farm, I'd say, fine, give me the money. (laughs) 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 Well, it's a ton of work. That romantic idea is not so romantic when you see how much work it is, but I have a great team. Well, at least you you don't raise animals on the farm, do you? That's when it really gets hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I, the produce is hard enough, and that's what we focus on. But the idea is to it's, uh, introduce people to the to the concepts of living within the rhythms of Mother Nature, food that's grown naturally, breathe fresh air, move your body. Right. If we just follow what Mother Nature guides us with, it's so easy to be happier and healthier. Well, where's the best place for people to go to uh, preview and purchase your book? Well, because of everything that's going on, I'm giving away free copies 
free oh. paperback copies. We do sanitize them before we send them out. <laughs> if your listeners would please visit stresslesssuccess.com, stresslesssuccess.com. Okay. You will get immediate download of a three-day banished burnout plan to get people on the wellness path to build a strong foundation for a successful life. And you'll have the option, if you want to get a free paperback, I'm glad to send it to you. and You can learn more about me. Oh, great. You also have a website, uh, santaview.com, that has a lot of information. Should people go to that uh, website to uh, sign up? I know you offer a free coach, introductory coaching session and uh, to find out about your uh, workshops and stuff. Which which should they go to? The stressless.com or the. Uh... <laughs> well, stresslesssuccess.com is an option to get some free downloads. And if you just want a quick solution, but if you really want to explore more of my videos, my articles, recipes, ideas to live a more successful life, please visit saunaview.com. Okay, that's, that sounds good. They both sound like great websites. Uh, to conclude, to summarize Janet McKee's visit, I'd like to quote a few lines from the online Amazon preview. Here it goes. Take everything you've been taught about peak performance and set it aside. You're making success and satisfaction harder than it has to be. You probably believe that you must endure more stress and struggle to achieve success but uh, what you were taught in the past may have created the very blocks that are holding you back now. And ever notice that when you're at your best, you're in the flow and things feel effortless. You're not struggling to think positive and to work harder. You are clear, confident, and creative. And most importantly, you will enjoy being alive, happy both on the job and off, confident you're helping others, perhaps in a small way, but to enhance and enjoy their day as well. Truly a win-win situation. And Janet McKee calls it the state of stressless success. And I love that title for the book. And I thoroughly recommend you go to uh, Janet's website, either stresslesssuccess.com or saunaview.com to preview Janet's books, explore upcoming workshops, perhaps retain her as a motivational speaker or sign up for her free half-hour coaching session, trial coaching session. And thanks to me and Janet for your most inspiring message. Thank you, Roy. I had so much fun speaking with you this morning. I appreciate the opportunity. And to all our listeners, may all of you find your way to a life of stressless success. It's a great life to have. Well, over the past several programs, we've talked about the current coronavirus pandemic from several several different angles. And before I close today's program, I'd like to look at the quarantine from a totally different perspective. You know, the coronavirus quarantine offers you and your spouse or live-in life partner a preview of retirement think about it. I know uh, restrictions are beginning to ease and businesses are starting to open in some states, but a lot of us remain furloughed or will be working from home for several more weeks, even months. And today I want to speak to those of you presently in your 50s, maybe 10 years or less away from retirement. And think about this, your present enforced stay at home 
at least most evening and weekends, if not full time, provides a glimpse of what might be of what life might be like uh, when both of you stop working. And before I proceed, inspiration for my commentary comes from an article by Glenn Ruffinow in the August, April 20, 2020, Wall Street Journal. Are you presently sequestered at home with your spouse pretty much 24 hours a day? If so, you might look upon the quarantine as a crash preview of life after retirement, and according to Mr. Ruffinow, that's a good thing. As for you and your spouse, how does it feel? Are you, in fact, experiencing too much togetherness? Many newly retired spouses end up tripping over each other and continuing to get on each other's nerves. Both of you are adjusting to new roles and new routines, and the kinks aren't necessarily worked out over the first few weeks or even months. Psychologists report that for some retired couples, just the fact that they're both at home all day, every day, is difficult, and to expect there would be no frictions about how to fold the clothes or how to put things in the dishwasher, all of life's trivial stuff, just isn't realistic. You know, potential for conflict arises ten times over if the two of you have teenagers still living at home. On the other side of the coin, two spouses attempting to live their own separate lives while inhabiting the same, under the same roof, uh, usually that doesn't work out so well either, does it? One spouse, if not both, often feels slighted and underappreciated. And here's another danger. Away from the shop, job site, or office, uh, do one or both of you feel like you're losing yourself? Do you miss friends from the office or your crew? Do you miss your title, your position description, and a clearly defined on-the-job responsibilities? Do you miss being part of a team, contributor to a worthwhile mission? And shortly after retirement and during quarantine right now, losing a sense of one's value, especially if you valued your career too much, can make you feel depressed, valueless, and aimlessly drifting. Let's hope the following doesn't define you. Having burned both ends of the candle for years, it's a shock to my system that I suddenly find myself and my calendar no longer in demand. How many uh, felt like that? These days, so many of us are wrestling with cabin fever. Something similar may happen when you first retire. So right now is the ideal time for you and your spouse to put your heads together and concentrate on solutions. Oh, I know, you've already been gone dreaming about an early post-retirement vacation, and you're looking forward to playing with the grandkids, but what will happen when the dream vacation is over and you wake up one morning and ask, now what do I do with myself today? In essence, you're now both bored and restless, and your spouse undoubtedly is too. So now that you're homebound during the pandemic, how can you begin to cushion yourself for post-retirement boredom, even depression, and how can you avoid it? Well, the first thing to do is speak with your life partner to see if you two can coordinate your individual visions of a perfect retirement. For God's sake, without asking, please don't assume that your spouse shares your vision. 
Now, I'm not talking about retirement finances. I trust the two of you are well on the way to building a healthy retirement nest egg, one that will ensure carefree living for 20 to 30 years or even more. But what if the two of you are what are the two of you going to do with all that time? That's the question we're talking about. You may dream of worldwide travel, but what if your spouse's vision is a taciturn relaxation in one place, perhaps your own lakeside cabin? And your second task, at some point attempt to agree upon a lifestyle that both of you can enjoy, activities, connections, relationships that will get both of you out of bed each morning enthusiastic about the day ahead. And here's a personal suggestion, and from experience, I know this works for maximum happiness and fulfillment after retirement, include plans to continue to serve and make life better for others. Best of all, perhaps you and your spouse can volunteer to serve together. Fishing, playing golf, or even walking in the woods are great activities if you're up to them, but service to others, even in a small way, adds so much to your life after retirement. Also, plan on healthy eating and exercise, because if you don't have your health, uh, retirement's not going to be that great. Uh, That's just a given. And best of all, in searching for new opportunities, you no longer need to worry about earning a living. A part-time job or a volunteer activity you love will get you out of the house doing things you love to do and build relationships. Twin benefits absolutely essential to staying young, intellectually sharp, fulfilled, and positive. Finally, if possible, you two should discuss targeted personal hobbies and interests, giving each other room to pursue personal goals. You know, I might like to collect electric trains. My wife has absolutely no interest in that, and the same maybe for her knitting activities, which don't excite me too much. Uh, You also, though, target quality time together on relationship building, uh, the extended family, socializing with neighbors, community service, and relaxation the two of you can enjoy together. Bottom line, you and your spouse should plan together for retirement, your next phase of living, the same as you plan for your next job, career transition, move to a new location, empty nesting, or any major life change. Bottom line, both of you need to be satisfied over the next stage, mutual give and take, before taking the plunge. As a couple, you're in this together. It's a win-win situation. And what better time for reflection than during the current coronavirus quarantine? And planning for retirement is one more example of how this pandemic actually can lead all of us to a brighter tomorrow. And my book, A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, by Roy C. Richards, has a whole section dedicated to retirement planning. You may want to check it out. You can preview and purchase my book on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, or through our website, middleagerenewal.com. And that's our program for today. If you do venture out, please do so safely. You don't want to ruin middle age with good old COVID-19. And talk to you again next week 
and middle age can be your best age. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com. 